Internet Explorers. Checking for Tom. Hello and welcome to this next episode of Internet Explorers. This week we are going to be studying the elusive genre Vaporwave. My name is Lewis Dobbs. You're listening to Raw at 12.51am. I'm joined by Harry, as always. Uh, so, Harry, do you just want to give like a little introduction as to your knowledge of Vaporwave and what it is? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I remember sort of 2016, um, there was a big sort of, a lot of, uh, a lot of Vaporwave and sort of memes and everything. It was very much like a heavy... Uh, almost ironic kind of uh, kind of use of the culture. So I've never really listened to much of the music. I've I've almost sort of just seen the uh, you know the, the sort of the bus and the Windows ninety five edits and all that kind of. Uh, I've seen a lot of the aesthetic of vaporwave, but I've never really listened to a lot of the music. Um, well, at least I thought I did. I actually found out when researching this. I have listened to a few. Um, but I'll get onto that later. But yeah, I, it, it's a very heavily aesthetically driven um, genre. But it also has some amazing music as well, which I'm sure, Lewis, you're well aware of. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's very, you're correct, it's like very internet-based, you know, and the whole visual thing we were just talking about. It's often, it's probably one of the most kind of the genres that shares its visuals with its sound so much because it's very important to create like a, a world rather than just have an album by itself, you know. Some very unique subgenres within Vaporwave, which we'll talk about, are very reflective of real life. And it's, it almost transports you to a different kind of future. Um, but yeah, for those who don't really know what Vaporwave is and we have no idea what we're talking about, um, essentially it's a very heavily manipulated and synthesized music that sounds very slow and very futuristic and it often incorporates um, odd samples to create this kind of whimsical, mysterious um, aura and uh, uses things like looping and glitches and lots and lots of reverb especially to create this synthetic sound that sounds exactly like it's from the future. And uh, to kick this episode off, I think we will start with what is often regarded to be the first um, Vaporwave album of all time. And um, at the time, it wasn't called Vaporwave at all. It was Vaporwave is a term from the 80s, I think, that has been applied to this kind of genre. But um, Chuck Person's Echo Jams Volume 1, there you go, a bit of a mouthful, but um, that is an album actually made by Daniel Lopatin, who is more well-known as One of Tricks Point Never, who you may know um, did the soundtrack for things like Uncut Gems and Good Times. So he's been in this kind of revolutionary music scene for quite some time. So this is the track A3 from Chuck Person's Echo Gems Volume 1. Oh, 
A3 from Chuck Person's Echo Germs Volume 1, an incredibly repetitive yet hypnotic song. And just to read off uh, this comment before I hear your thoughts, Harry, it says, you know when you can hear the same thing looped over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and you don't turn it off, you're either crazy or somebody did something right, it's both, which I do completely agree with, you know, it's that kind of transcendental hypnotic loop that was pretty pretty clever what do you think i was gonna say i think i think that you know explains it perfectly because that, that's the thing about vaporwave you think every time you're listening to it, you think i should really not be listening to it for this long but then you keep playing it you know yeah it's very it is it is very addictive almost they, they got very like you know the beats just kind of hook you in but um but no that, i was very much a fan of that one very yeah good. it is very addictive yeah um, but one thing that's quite interesting about Vaporwave itself is it kind of explores the contrast between um, having older original songs and then what the producer does to flip it on its head because the song we just played contained like some old R&B sample from a female singer but it's been manipulated so much and drenched in reverb that it just sounds like... Uh, a male choir because it's so like repetitive and like uh, echoey and uh, I don't know it's just it's almost like the song has been internetified <laughs> professionally I think yeah I think that one of one of the very like defining features of vaporwave is very much how they chop up all these samples you know a lot of like R and B samples that they kind of you know they chop it up a lot a lot of it's from the eighties as well the sort of eighties and nineties where the aesthetic comes from. Because the aesthetic is very much kind of almost hyper capitalistic in a way. You have all these images of products and logos, you know, um, a lot, a lot of Japanese texts as well. Yeah. Uh, despite you know, despite sort of um, originating in like a, a lot in a, America, um, very much inspired by Japanese culture and sort of glitch art as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very much like chopped up R&B samples, which actually, uh, <laughs> the heavy use of samples in Vaporwave did lead me to a very funny Google result. Um, so I Googled Vaporwave, and the first thing that comes up is, is Vaporwave illegal? <laughs> I don't know why, I found that very funny. <laughs> it's just the idea of it being this forbidden genre that no one can listen to because, I don't know, it seems like cheating within music. <laughs> but um, no, you're completely right about the whole like corporate capitalist branch of it because there is a subgenre within Vaporwave called Molesoft. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's essentially um, music that is normally found in shopping malls and shopping centers, whatever you want to call it, in the background. And um, what Molesoft does, it imitates the kind of the real reverberations that you would find when you're at that place and it sounds big and echoey and creates this kind of hazy atmosphere. And um, I, th I feel like the story part of it is really focused on within this branch of Vaporwave. Um, so just to follow that, there's a song, because often if you want to look listen to good Vaporwave, you have to delve into Bandcamp. I find that that's kind of a treasure trove of Vaporwave. So uh, this next song is called Employees Only, and uh, like many Vaporwave artists, it has Japanese in the title, so I've gone and translated it. So it's Employees Only by Cat Corporation.
was Employees Only by Cat Corporation. And again, this idea of world building, world creation, really kind of features in this track. So it is kind of um, playing on the idea of um, as if you were listening to this in a real mall. So um, what do you think, Harry? I think it was, it did actually very much give me a more music energy, but in a good way, <laughs> not in the kind of, um, not in the kind of, you know, sort of, oh, outdated pop music that they play at a mall, it's a people pleaser, but more, it somehow captured the energy of a mall. Yeah. <laughs> which I think, I think is very impressive for a, for a song to do. So I do, I do commend it. Yeah, the kind of use of like almost smooth jazz, but it was like really reverb. So you just felt like it was playing in the speakers while you're just doing some shopping. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Back, background jazz, my favourite new genre. Um, <laughs> but I, I also have some uh, some vaporwave tunes for us today, Lewis. I've got one that was actually a bit of a nostalgia trip for me because when I was when I was researching this episode. Um, I found this song, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. And I listened to it and I completely forgot that I used to play this all the time when I was like 14, 15, um, you know, a, a young a young child. Um, <laughs> and it's almost like, it's almost like country vaporwave. I don't know if, if that's an accurate description, but that's how it feels to me. And maybe you'll see what I mean. Um, but this is uh, Beach Walk by Whitewoods. Beach Walk by Whitewoods. And listening to that again, I feel like I might have been slightly inaccurate in my <laughs> my description, but I still stand by it. It's, it's how it makes me feel personally, and that's, yeah. that's what's important, really. That's what's most, exactly, that's what's important. I mean, I, there weren't as many punjos as I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite folk punk. No. Um, but <laughs> the thing, the reason... Um, I listened to that song, I realised when I was younger, I don't know if you ever watched Pyrocynical, Lewis. Um, he, he was a relatively popular British YouTuber, especially around 2016. Oh, okay. And he used that as his outro music, and that's where I recognised it from. Uh, so I, I, used to, I used to play that all the time because I was obsessed with that song. So that's um, where the nostalgia comes from. Exactly. Okay. And I am... Well, what, what did you think of that one first, actually? Uh, I think the... Um the name and the album cover definitely match the music. It's very happy, peaceful, you know, like going on a beach walk, I guess. And I, I like the use of vocals as well, because it's quite rare that you get 
real vocals within Vaporwave that aren't just like chops of like an old song or whatever. This guy was actually singing along with it. So yeah, it was nice, short and sweet. Yeah. And we are going to carry on the trend of Vaporwave songs that I'm oddly nostalgic for uh, with Night Cool by Kavinsky. to start your day. This is Breakfast Radio for Warwick students by Warwick students. Playing the feel-good hits and brightening up your morning. Plus, we have the best gaps, games and giveaways to freshen up your stagecoach commute. Listen to Raw Breakfast every day from 8am. Welcome back. That was Nightcall by Kavinsky. Uh, I think we can all agree, one of the best to come out of the wave genre. Yes, and... 
like you had the nostalgia with the Whitewood song. That one just triggered something in me, like remembering watching Drive for the first time and hearing that kind of come in. That was incredible. And it kind of showed how Vaporwave is able to cross over to other genres as well, because that's heavily like 80s synthwave influence mm. as well. And um, I think that's quite a cool crossover because it, it can be, I don't know, when it ventures into synthwave, it can be quite generic. And like, you know, you've already heard this before. Um, but there's, there's something about that one that I really like. But um, yeah, so it, it's interesting talking about how Vaporwave expands beyond being just slowed down music, essentially. <laughs> um, because people like uh, Blank Banshee were responsible for taking it towards more of a trap direction, incorporating kind of more modern sounding drums over these washing synths and everything that's normally associated with Vaporwave. So this next song is called Cyber Zodiac, and I feel like you'll definitely notice the difference, and it's definitely got more of a modern feel, I'd say. That was Cyber Zodiac by Blank Banshee. Obviously, this is more of like a trap influence one for a more modern audience, I'd say. But if you had to choose between like the most, the more predominantly ambient side of Vaporwave, like the whole world creating, that kind of thing over this trap sound you know which, which one would you prefer i'm i i feel i'm moving slightly towards the trap sound because i think my favorite thing about vaporwave is like that kind of almost new 80s bit to it you know what i mean that kind of that feeling that it's something familiar with all these synths and all this like booming kind of music but at the same time they're chopping it up and doing something new so i I, I don't really. I mean, I love the aesthetic. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be seeing all this amazing artwork when I've got my headphones on and I'm walking somewhere. You know. <laughs> so I, I, as much as I love the art form in it, I also do kind of like the more the more modern stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I guess using more modern sound kind of carries on the genre because I, I'd say some people would think that vaporwave kind of has died out 
because it was predominantly like, as we said, like 2014 to 2016 or there or thereabouts. So, you know, take it in new directions because it is very simple to rinse and repeat this genre, I feel like, because... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, take a phenomenon like things on YouTube, the uh, slowed and reverbed songs, because that is... um, And also, to a certain extent, things like Nightcore, which both genres essentially are just slowing down a song or speeding... Oh, Nightcore. Nightcore, (laughs) yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I... I feel like it's unfortunate that some vaporwave artists are kind of maybe more lazy than than the original pioneers because Mm. they've discovered how to make something sound like vaporwave by just adding like five reverbs onto something. But um, I was going to say, yeah, there is there's very much a difference between the kind of slapped together stuff and the proper, well thought out stuff, and you can you can very much tell. I think definitely. Yeah. Um, So. Heading towards that kind of more ambient side of uh, Vaporwave, there's this artist called Desert Sand Feels Warm at Night. And I think that's a very nice artist name. So it sounds like an album, but like this is just some guy. Uh, (laughs) And uh, this track is called Humid.
was humid by desert sand feels warm at night a very kind of more relaxing um like blurry song is what i'd say i'm just looking at like the album cover and it's like very low res but kind of matches the atmosphere of the song i thought i think i i agree with you it's very like I, the one thing I, I do love about Vaporwave is with a lot of bands, the aesthetic doesn't always actually match up to the sound. Mm. I don't know if you found this, but I find this a lot, um, especially a lot of rock bands, I feel. they You know, the, the aesthetic doesn't exactly match, but with Vaporwave, it fits it so perfectly because it, it does go hand in hand, you know, completely hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, especially like one of these pictures, um, it's the kind of thing that you just would stare at whilst watching, uh, while listening to the album, rather, and then you'd kind of be transported to this weird internet-y world. It's quite cool. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the more ambient side is is kind of, with these really long, kind of um, non-specific, ambiguous titles, it seems almost more, like, poetic or symbolic, because... The albums often are accompanied by nice little descriptions of a, which is like a short story or something. So this one's about the birds singing, water gently flowing. You know, the classic kind of relaxation. A lot of world building there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I was going to say when we were when I was researching this, I found there is a surprising amount of um, massive artists you would not expect to have done vaporwave music, Mm. but actually have. Um, and I, I will say, I think, I don't, you know, I don't want to sound too cocky, but I genuinely think this one might surprise you. Because um, <laughs> this is V.3005 Beach Picnic version by Childish Cambino.
that was V.3005 uh, Beach Picnic version by Childish Gambino. I've got to say, I was surprised. I did not expect him to come out with this kind of music because, you you know, it's not... There is an original version of that song, but this is a kind of much more chilled out, relaxed version, as you can kind of tell from the title. I don't know. What did you think about that one, Lewis? Yeah, yeah, it's super different to the original, I'd say, with, like, the high-pitched vocals and you can hear, like, the seagulls in the background. It's definitely kind of... Uh, take a more of a world-building um, attempt because the other song is pretty straightforward, like mainstream rap or like catchy R&B kind of thing. But this one is a lot more spacious, I guess is the word that I would use. Definitely, I know what you mean. Like it's a much, it's a much more kind of like stripped bare track almost. Mm. But it kind of gives it that vaporwave quality, you know, chopping down the the music, having the samples, etc. I feel like it's going to be a bit more controversial when I this Vaporwave track. But I, I will stand by it. It has influences. I mean, you know, we like to talk about branching off the genre here. Um, but this is feels like we're only going backwards by Taming Parlor. Daily specials and fine dining experience at the brand new Canopy. Karaoke, pub grub and lager on tap at the Dirty Duck. Salad and sarnies to go in the bread oven. Or a latte link up at Curiosity. There's something to suit any taste and any budget. And if you've got a big night ahead of the copper room, start it right at T-Bar. With speciality cocktails. Best stock prices. And our expertly stock bar overlooking the piazza. At Warwick SU Outlets, there's something to satisfy every taste. 
that was Feels Like We Only Go Backwards by Tame Impala, an arguably controversial choice, but I stand by it. You know, I don't make the rules, I only bend them. Um, but what did you think about that one, Lewis? I think it's interesting that this is the first um, time that Tame Impala is introduced on Internet Explorers. But um, to be honest, I feel like... True. Yeah, I feel like it is a fair placement, you know. We were just discussing, like, um, his vocal like pitches and like the timbres and everything, and uh, the inspr- instrumentation is very obviously very much tame in parlor, but I guess it does incorporate that kind of spacey slowish vibe and the drums as well. You know, pretty straightforward, um, no kind of real complexity there. So I, I think I'll let this one slide, Harry. I think this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get a pass. <laughs> you get a pass. Yeah. So um, I think we're coming towards the near the end of the show, but just to play us out, I have a song here from uh, George Clanton, who is the founder of the 100% Electronica label and collective. And uh, he often does these really, really cool um, VR live streams as well. So you can watch him play music live on his SB404 drum machine or whatever in VR with really cool... um, Uh, lighting and effects and visuals and everything like that so um, this is from his album 200% Electronica this is Warm Pop by George Clanton Also, his other pseudonym he uses, even though it's exactly the same person, uh, Esprit. And, um, well, that, unfortunately, that brings the show to a close. Um, we hope you've enjoyed learning about this very elusive genre. If you didn't know about it, well, there you go. There's a bit of a 2014, 2016 treasure trove for you to explore after this. Uh, I've been Lewis Dobbs. You've been listening to Raw 1251 AM. Harry, any last words on Vaporwave? 
No, except that this was a lovely nostalgic trip to uh, 2016 memehood. And, we'll say. and we hope you all had a equivalent nostalgia trip if you have heard of Vapeway before. And uh, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.